This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train! All aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It is now time for the second hour of power with Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer. Special guest in the studio is Dan Johnson from Dan Johnson Taxidermy. We do appreciate Dan coming in today because, Dan, I'm just learning a whole bunch. We should have you in more often. We're getting all kinds of calls well, from I just, people. Well, I just learned something as well, though. I was joking with poor Tim. I kind of faked him out with that record crappie caught by Freddie Krieger thing, but... Uh, J- Dan says the, the record uh, uh, crappie came out of Okachi. Yeah. No, that was a white bass. And crappie. Okay, I'm looking it, it look, up. Look that up. I, I'm looking it up. I don't know up. if it's been changed, but... Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll check it out. I know now the person that the, caught it. That's actually. not the 2016 book that you had before, right? Did you get an updated one from them? I look, got, it says 2016-17 edition. No, no, no. They updated it. The, the, this is the... They had a re. They, this is the old book, but they got the new stuff in it. So how could that be? Because the they didn't have the new books. The date on the cover says 2016. Yeah, I know, but this is the 18 or 19 one. That, that crappy but record may have been beat. Because well, I just uh, had a customer call me on that. Now really? are, we, are we talking yeah. black crappie or white crappie? Boy, the white crappie uh, was caught on Cranberry Marsh in 2003, three pounds, 13 ounces. The black crappie was four pounds eight ounces, caught on the guile flowage in nineteen sixty seven. I promise you that I will. I, I was just talking about this to somebody to, uh, this past week. Okay. I said I gotta call the Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame and get my new book, and uh, so I will do that. I will, but what? I know the white bass came from from yeah, Okachi. But I I, per, I was I pretty that. sure because somebody called me on that. They said, "Oh yeah, the crappie record was from Okachi," and I'm like, "I remember hearing that because." Uh, I knew I don't, the, the lady in town yeah. that had the upholstery shop. Her yeah. husband had caught it. Don't they have those records online, Tom? They might. But first of all, I gotta, I gotta. Oh, do we gotta the, get to our emails. No, I gotta. There, is, there oh, are no I, emails. I, oh no, I, I'm gonna check that in He's a second. Got a lot of work to do. It. But oh, first, I gotta he, tell Tom's people. Tom's got a lot of responsibility. You know, Don the musky hunter. <laughs> Danny knows him. Yeah, Don. Yeah, Bushy knows him. How you him. doing, Don? He's a good well, guy. Don has got. Uh, a boat for sale. He's got a nineteen. Uh, excuse me, a twenty thirteen Prince Craft Holiday DLXSC. He's got a fifty horse four stroke motor, 
two an- two power anchors, three locators. He calls it a Travolta spot lock trolling motor, but I don't think Travolta makes one. I think that's a Tarova. Okay, <laughs> Travolta. Anyway, uh, and and it also includes a slip on Pewaukee Lake for the remainder of the season. He's got it up for sale for twelve thousand five hundred, and I can attest to the fact that this. This boat's in pristine condition. It really is. Well, it's a beautiful boat. Yeah. And, and that's uh, a fantastic price. It is. And you can contact Don at 262-224-9400. That's 262-224-9400 if you're interested in that. The slip is worth two grand. More than <laughs> yeah. that. More than <laughs> yeah. Right. For the rest of the season, yeah. yeah. But now, now I'm going <laughs> to see if we got any in the inbox. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Check our... Which we don't. Check. <laughs> Check the Durkee's mailbag. Which we don't. Okay, now I got a question for Mr. Dan, the taxidermist. Have you ever had any... Okay, first of all, let me preface it by saying... Preface it. When I had my shop, a guy gave me a mount of about a 48-inch long-nosed guard that we have in our lakes around here, okay? But it was missing fins. It was missing an eye. It was... The coloring was really bad. I mean, it was in a barn for God knows how many years. And uh, the taxidermist at the time that had some of his mounts in my shop, he I asked him, I said, can you fix this? Can you, like, repaint it, put fins on or whatever? He said, yeah. So we made a deal, you know. So do you ever have anybody asking you to refix a mount or repaint the mount? Uh, all the time. Really, all the time? No, all the time. There's always some of that restoration projects in the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Sail, sailfish are a big one. Yeah. Because they, they get handed down, like I said before, a 50-year-old sailfish yeah. with my for my grandparents or whatever and it needs they need a lot of work because they were real mounts and they were leaking oil and grease and broken oh. fins oh grandpa um, art caught this in mexico in 1946 <laughs> yeah. on his yeah. honeymoon it's trip. usually that sentimental stuff that we get you know yeah. guy brings in a couple bass and they got bad fins on them because i caught these in my first fish yeah. ever and but I would imagine too, so if something like this this uh, gar was sitting in a barn for forty, fifty years and it was all discolored, and I mean it was just gray, you know, I, yeah. or whatever. It was just, it, and it didn't even look like a good gray. And, and when he was done repainting, it looked really nice, mm-hmm. you know. My, as a matter of fact, one of my sons still has it. Yeah, you know? some of it, you know, yeah. if it's if the mount is still good, you know, yeah, then you know, salvageable. And I mean, fins aren't a big deal. Yeah, you know, right. fins are nothing, but. You know, sometimes you get to a point where it's like, yeah, you know what? Let's just do a replica and replace the whole thing if yeah. it means that much to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, but so you do get people doing that. Yeah. All right, and the other one. Now we shouldn't have talked about this during <clears throat> the break because what you were telling us was so interesting. Well, now we'll remember it. I hope you do. What? What were <laughs> but, we talking about, well, Tom? Okay, uh, the very first time I saw a brook trout wasn't a live one. It was a uh, taxidermy brook trout. And when I looked at those colors, I said, oh, this guy was making it up. He must have been smoking something because I don't know fish looks like that with those colors. And then when I saw my first real one, I went, oh, my God, that's gorgeous. That's beautiful. That guy wasn't making it up. That's what it, they look like. So you were telling us about Brook Trout, about a guy who gave you a pic- yeah, he, he, uh, old he, picture or a well, bad picture. He, bad what he picture. did is he took a, a Brook Trout to a taxidermist, and we don't I don't uh, do any skin mounts on the trout and salmon. They're all molded. Okay. We make a mold of it and pop it out. It's an actual copy of your fish then. But the, he took this fish to somebody and he mounted it. So skin mounts, I don't know how long he had it. He didn't have it that but long. But you said he took a picture after it was dead for like four hours? Yeah, but but this guy painted this thing and, and uh, 
He painted it with bright colors and stuff, not accurately, but he painted it. So I went and made him a replica and repainted it. And I even picked off some of the colors that the guy had used. And then he was unhappy with that. He says, well, that's not what it looked like. And he hands me an 8x10 picture of this brook trout that's been dead for three or four hours. So it's all faded so and white-looking. it's all faded looking. and washed out, you know, like it's been laying in a cooler right, or on right, a yeah, right, or something. Right. But, you know, he wanted people it to get look all like excited. That? Yeah, that, and I got to repaint it. You know, I want the guy to be happy with it. He's the one that's got to live with it, not me. You know, but so he's uh, going to put a fish that looks like it's been dead for four so, hours on his wall. Some people, you know, they they catch something and, and they and they they don't spend the time looking at all the detail and what's really in it. They're they're excited about it. They got this big bass and they don't really sit and and pick it apart and stuff. Captain Mike Pivich was a good one for that. You know, Mike's been a charter captain for how long? Yeah, a long time. 30-some 30, 30 years yeah, or whatever? Yeah, at least, yeah. Okay, and he was helping me out, and and I was painting stuff on a on a salmon and stuff, and he's like, I've been a charter captain for 30-some years. He goes, you know, I never really paid attention to it. And he says, now that I've been helping you out here in the, in the wintertime, he says, I start looking at fish a little differently and looking at different parts of them and coloration and stuff, and he says, and now I see stuff, but... People don't look at all that detail Well, some of them stuff, tend you know? to have different colors, like even if you turn the fish in the right. sun, right. you know what I mean, and kind of see a certain kind of a yeah. coloration or something. And uh, I'm guessing, too, that knowing where the fish comes from kind of gives you an idea, too, because a Lake Erie walleye probably doesn't look no. like a Lake Green Bay walleye. Exactly. And and I tell people, too, I mean... Uh, there's a, there's a famous taxidermist in the state. I'm not going to mention his name. He does great work. He's well known, uh, but he paints every fish the same, you know. And and every fish isn't the same. You can catch a muskie in the deep water of Okachi, and it looks different than a muskie that's caught in the shallows of Okachi. Oh, it's true. And yeah. Pewaukee yeah. Lake muskies yeah. are different than Oconomowoc Lake mm. and Okachi Lake. They vary, and you have to be able to paint that way, mm-hmm. you know, because people want their fish back the way they caught. Well, them, you know, I think the best example. Uh, the Lake of the Woods pike that you did for me years ago. Those Lake of the Woods pike are unique, real light-colored, yeah. kind of a golden, and big, and white, white ovals. Webbing, webbing like like netting on their belt, on their markings, real yeah. fine netting. Yeah. I've only done one other pike in my life that was like that. Really? I did a replica for a guy. Yeah. And I said, there's some, I, I said, I bet you I'd know where you caught this fish. And he, and he says, how do you know that? I says, because I, I mounted one like this. Yeah, it came from Lake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Lake of the Woods. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 799-1250 is the phone number for it, folks. 414-799-1250. If you got any questions. You got somebody on the line with a question? <clears throat> yeah, he just hopped on. Not sure what his yeah. name is. Let's go to him. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll just go to him. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Troy Woodrow. Oh, it's hey, Troy. Troy, Troy. Uh, Troy, we mentioned earlier that uh, you're out on the ocean somewhere. You travel everywhere. <clears throat> you get a lot of guides to get you out there and try and get the big ones. Uh, so what are you out fishing for today? So we are, uh, we're, we're going to be after some redfish. The redfish are running right now. We're in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. So it's just south of Daytona Beach. Uh, so we're going to be chasing redfish. They're around. Uh this time of year, you know, we're hoping to get into some nice, you know, if you folks are familiar with redfish at all. Yeah. And are you guys casting or trolling? So we're going to be casting. We got some, shrimp, we got some live bait. We got some shrimp. Uh, we'll be casting some uh, artificials as well, but you know, redfish can be kind of a sight fishing kind of uh, 
they're in the shallows, you know, right? So I'm with, uh, so I'm actually with my friend Lewis Marshall. So Lewis is just coming into the, you know, so we're just talking about, so I'm going to put Lewis on. Lewis is, knows more about ocean fishing than anybody that I know. He's been, uh, he grew up in the Fort Lauderdale area. He fished in the Everglades for many, many and the last time I think we were out was I, I took a trip with my father with Lewis just for schnook. We went after schnook and, the, and trout in the Everglades. So I'm going to put Lewis Marshall. Uh, Lewis is also a guide and a captain. Uh, so he, he has something in common with you, Bushy. He, I would uh, attribute Lewis is, to me, is, is my friend that uh, is like the Dan Bush of saltwater, right? Okay, well, we got we got three yeah. minutes till our next break, so okay, get him on the line. Okay, here I, I, I'll put him on the line right now. This is Lewis. Hey, Lewis, how you doing? Yeah, good, good morning, morning, Lewis. So Troy tells me you do a lot of saltwater fishing, and can you? What kind of species do you target there mostly, and what's the most exciting that you prefer? Well, I, I, we're actually on the east coast, the central east coast of Florida, on a, a location called the Mosquito Lagoon. And uh, that's probably considered one of the redfish capitals of the world. So we're targeting redfish today as well as spotted sea trout and snook. Uh, the nice thing about them, they're all, they all hit the same baits. And I would say probably the snook is the most exciting. It's the best fighter. It's, uh, but we'll take any of them. They all eat well. But you have special regulations on the snook, right? We do. Uh, right now the snook season on the West Coast is actually closed. Uh, due to the red tide activity we had last year, that's closed indefinitely by our uh, Marine Fisheries Commission. On the East Coast, it will open September 1, I believe. So it's a catch and release today. Okay. And then for the, is this a good time of year to go down and do the redfish? It is because uh, typically this time of year, the sun's a lot higher in the sky, as well as the fact that the uh, water's a lot clearer. And we're fishing in water that averages three feet deep, so it's a lot of sight fishing. Okay, and are you casting some kind of artificials, minnow-imitating baits? Uh, yep. Um, typically, we use a soft plastic, uh, kind of a minnow-imitating plastic bait, as well as uh, we can throw small hard baits. It's a great live uh, bait fishery with both shrimp and shiners. Uh, and then it's great with the fly rod. Okay. And, and the redfish, they're good eating, I hear? Excellent, yep. Mm-hmm. We have a little bit of regulation there as well. They have to be between 18 and 27 inches, so we have a slot. And a lot of these fish here get way over the 27-inch limit, so we actually are trying to get smaller fish. <laughs> if a guy goes down there and wants to fish for a day in Florida, do they sell like a one-day non-resident type thing? They do, and I'm you know it's been a while. I think uh, you can get like a one-day and a three-day. Okay. And uh, I think what Troy did uh, is he actually got an annual uh, license just because um, he's down here enough. But the annual license isn't a lot more. You know, it's a few dollars more. So uh, it wouldn't hurt to get an annual one if somebody's going to come down here more than once a year. Gotcha. And then do you have, like, your own guide service or outfitter? or is you, No, actually, I'm just a licensed charter captain. Uh, I don't do that. I actually have another job. Oh. I do the same thing basically Troy does to some extent. Right. And uh, I just got the license. It was kind of a retirement uh, idea. I, I have done some uh, corporate charter uh, deals with other guys where we take multiple boats, like into the Everglades, and kind of do a camping uh, uh, backcountry experience for uh, some of these corporate guys. Because if, <laughs> if you got a phone number or website you want us to uh, put out there for you, we can. 
I personally don't keep one. I don't. I had a website that we've shut that down because I'm just not doing that. But I can give you a, a website um, that I would highly recommend, especially if they're going to fish this east central Florida area, the Mosquito Lagoon for redfish. This particular gentleman's a personal friend, and he's probably one of the best around. Uh, he's also a TV fishing personality here in Florida. So, uh, and his uh, name is Captain Justin Price. Justin Price, and he's got a website. I'm guessing if you were to Google him, yeah, it, it's it's uh, basically a right r i g h t n sight i n s i g h t dot com or right inside charters dot com. Right inside charters. Got All it. All right. Hey, well, yeah. thanks for spending a few minutes. Hey, good with luck us. fishing there. We got to go to our break and help Troy catch a big one and make sure he doesn't I, fall out of your I'll boat. I'll do my best, guys. Have a great weekend. All right. All right thank take you, care, you Lewis. Too. Yep. And now it is time to take a little short commercial to pay the bills. You can catch us on either 1250 AM or 105.7 FM, The Fan. <coughs> this is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back, folks. You You're listening to, to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We do appreciate you tuning us in. We have uh, Dan Johnson from Dan Johnson Taxidermy in the studio today. Nick Bodie's now sitting in Bushy's chair because you're you're training. Uh, Mr. Plucker. I am. I am. Yeah. Producer in training, a future Lord yeah. of the Board. Yeah, future Lord of the Board. Ooh. Fancy schwancy. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Uh, where were we? Oh, you were talking about, uh, uh, oh, what were we just talking about before? Oh, Danny, you've been replaced. Don't get, <laughs> too, don't get too comfortable <laughs> over there, Bob. <laughs> the old man has to sit. <laughs> Young bucks. Oh, deep. goodness. Stand. You know, I had I had some questions in my head <laughs> as we were coming yeah. back from the break. You got little I, voices in your head. Yeah, and, I for, and I forgot them. Talking you about the iguanas. dead people. Yeah. Well, you were telling us about well, all the weird things down species there. species in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they got a lot of weird ones. Yeah. I mean, well, Bush and I were talking about, too. They got the peacock bass. and. Well, yeah, that's cl- been around a while there. Clown knife fish. Yeah. The plecum- Placosimus catfish, that's just an armored catfish. That's from South America. The boa constrictors. And now Have you they, ever mounted one of those? The boas? Yeah. No. No, not yet. Nobody's just rattlesnakes. Oh, you, you have, have done, done rattlesnakes? rattlesnakes? Yeah. Really? About six footers from Texas. And and they full full body mount, full coiled body, up? Coiled up and hissing. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, they're pretty wild. You show, the, you, you show the teeth on those, right? Yeah, you think it's, that, it's fake. You think that you know. wolf scared you before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all those things. Uh, they're, they're really, uh, it's kind of intense just working on them because yeah. even though they're dead, that poison is still active. It's yeah, still, it's still in there. there. Still in there. Yeah. Uh, they got like a couple sac- sacks yeah. or something back behind their, their teeth. And So the, the first, uh, what, what's that other one? From down south, it's uh, copperhead. No, copper no, head. it's a uh, uh, cottonmouth. Cotton no, water co- moccasin. Copperhead. 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 So yes. I had to skin these copperheads out, right? That's why I just started. And uh, you know the stories about oh, you can bring a reptile back after it's <laughs> oh yeah, and stuff. oh yeah. So I always had that in the back of my mind. <laughs> my science, a buddy of mine, he's a science teacher. They did it with a salamander. They actually okay. froze it solid and then yeah. they brought it back. But, you know, it's just kind of a creepy thing, but it just couldn't get that out of my head. 
So I had this <laughs> this copperhead snake laying on the workbench, and I'm like, oh man, I'm I don't want to get that. I don't want to get pricked by it. I don't want no poison no. in my eyes or anything. I got goggles on, three pairs of gloves. Well, that wasn't enough. I tied a string around the head and to a hammer <laughs> so that that head, no matter how I flipped it, always stayed at that end of the table, you know, because gotcha. I didn't want to get uh, pricked by it. But uh, I had some snakes brought back from was Arizona, and this guy gave me this snake, and, and uh, I told him, don't, don't uh, shoot it. You know, don't smash it up. Well, he shot it, and it, so the head was separated from the body. Yeah. So now so he brings you a body and a head, and you got to put snake it together. Body and and um, he put it. He skinned it out, but he put the head and the the skin in a Ziploc bag, right? So the guy comes back from Arizona with it, and it, it thawed. So I'm like, I I never really got hands on a rattlesnake. So I reached in the bag and I picked the thing up with two fingers. Picked the head up and I took a coat hanger and I opened up the mouth to see the fangs, and immediately my fingers started burning. <gasps> no, because as it thawed, that poison was in that bag on that stuff, you know. And I started panicking. I'm like, Oh no! How much snake venom do we have in Wisconsin? <laughs> you know, the anti venom stuff. Yeah, yeah we're not we have, have that call here. Call the flight you know? for life. So I was, I went and rinsed off my hands, right? But I mean, it was like getting battery acid on your fingers. You could wow. just feel it getting warm really? and stinky. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Oh, uh, so hey, honey, I hope all the bills are paid." <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, God. But uh, I went and rinsed off real quick, no, no problems. But recently, of doing the rattlesnakes, you just got to be really careful. I mean, the we use uh, scalpels and stuff, and you don't want to cut your finger and your you know cutting yeah, the right. things and the skin away. But just got to get that head separated, and yeah. then then there's a sigh of relief coming over you, you know. Do you, do you take so. the poison out of it or anything? No, there no. there's a gland, but you try not to cut that. Yeah, and, and then you got to pull the fangs out. Yeah, save the fangs. All right, and then I put those in a separate dish and put some bleach and water in there to. I can see how a guy so would that, be nervous doing oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I've ever been nervous at. You know? Yeah. Wow. Seven nine nine twelve fifty, folks, is the phone number if you want to uh, ask Dan any questions about taxidermy, animals, fish, whatever. Uh, now we do have yeah. some rattlesnakes in Wisconsin. Yes, we do. We have two. We two types: a masagua yeah. and a timber rattler. Yes. Masagua and timber rattler. Yeah. Um, is it legal to take a snake in Wisconsin, or are they protected? No, those are protected. I know the masagua one is yeah. in danger, really endangered. And the timber rattler is protected too. They are. Oh, yeah. okay. Dan, I got a question here. Has anybody ever come to you with an illegal animal? Let's say like an eagle or an osprey or no, something like that. I mean, I, and I said, get, "Hey, you want to do this under the table for nah, me?" <laughs> no. Well, people do it innocently, okay? Okay. And uh, they go, "Oh, I got this hawk," or I, I found this, this up. on the side of the road, yeah, yeah. or this. Uh, oh, it was a hummingbird Songbird. flew into my window, and I and they come in and they they got this thing, and I go, "Look, you got to get out of my shop with that, and <laughs> you got to get rid of it. You can't possess it. Legally, you can't possess it." You're right. not even supposed to pick it up, and people just pick these things up and yeah, because they, they don't know. They don't know. I said you can. <laughs> that's a federal offense messing with those. Yeah, you years know? years ago, a, a friend of mine had, uh, and I think is it the osprey hawk that's kind of like white black. with black. Right. Oh, it's black with white spots, or is it white with black spots? No, it's black because I did one for the DNR. Okay. Work on it's well, black. What's the one that? Uh, 
I think it's a lighter color with black spots. I think I'm, I'm, I don't remember exactly. Mm. Well, a friend of mine, he had this uh, shop. It was real tall ceilings, and it flew in through the big overhead door. And as it was trying to get out, it flew into something and knocked itself out, killed itself, right? And my friend, he thought, well, I'll just take this to a taxidermy. This is pretty cool, this hawk. And he found out later, no, you can't. Mm-hmm. You No, 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 no. Bad news. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't you think, like, there's red-tailed hawks everywhere Yeah, now. there are. There it's are. It's not like they're endangered, and it's right. not like yeah. people are going out trying to kill red-tailed hawks. Right. But if you if they say it's okay to have one, people will find ways to get one. It, you know, that's just <laughs> it. Exactly yeah. right. You You're know? saying they'd shoot it and say, yeah, yes. I, found, yeah, it got oh, yeah. I found it. By, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's exactly <laughs> it. If, if the DNR said, yeah. well, if you find a dead it one on the side of the, the road... You know, yeah. go ahead, keep it. Well, then people are going to shoot it and say, yeah. oh, yeah, I found it by the road. And then they get all the pellets out. Let's face right. it, yeah. everybody yeah. would like to have a cool hawk sure. mount yeah. on their wall. Yeah. That's now, why those I... are some of the neatest birds I've done. You know, I did a, a lot of stuff for the Wapan Horicon DNR Center up there. Okay. And I did red-tailed hawks, uh, ospreys, yeah. blue herons. I mean, some really cool birds yeah. that you normally wouldn't get but that is really a neat yeah you know neat thing you know i was gonna say that uh, i had told danny this before that i would like a raven but uh a, a big crow would be good and ravens are protected yeah i know but that's why yeah. a big crow and if it was we got this one mantle thing that looks at our front door so it would be so cool if the thing was just raising its mm-hmm. wings, looking at the door, yeah. like it's going to just fly down at you, you know, when you come in. That would be so- – my wife put a kibosh to and that. put though. a sign under that, that says nevermore. Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly, yes. You have to put nevermore. And yeah. if it was a female crow, we call her – Lenore. Lenore. <laughs> okay, with that, we'll be right back, folks, with more of the fun. Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Stay tuned for more. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We're almost done. Another show will bite the dust soon. <laughs> what time is it anyway, Tom? How much time do we have left? Half it's hour. 7.36. Oh, we got lots of time for oh, lots. Oh, 7.34. 7.34. Okay. Traffic is oh. light and variable on the Edens. <laughs> Bodie's shaking his head. One rollover he knew that was coming One up. rollover accident. <laughs> accident. He knew that was Airport. coming up. Uh, first of all, a little bit about Asian beetles. Now, have you guys seen any wherever you live, Asian I, beetles? I thought, I thought they're called Japanese beetles. Or ja- well, Japanese yeah. beetles, yeah. Well, I bought, well, let's put it this way. I was going to buy this bag that you trap them in, right? But it's it a- said on the bag you got to put it at least 30 feet away from the plants that you don't want them bothering. Well, from between my neighbor's stuff and my stuff, I, I got nowhere that's 30 feet away. But my neighbor, he goes and buys two bags. He puts them right next to his gardens, right? I mean, literally within two feet, okay. one on either side. He didn't read the directions. He didn't read the directions. But those bags, they're about a one-gallon size. Now, what's it got, like a uh, a bait or lure yeah, inside? Yeah, like a the... pheromone type bait. Pheromone. Pheromone, oh, yeah. They think they're going to get lucky. Uh, whatever. And uh, they go inside these bags and... Those things are like one-gallon Ziploc bags. They're like a third or more full, each one. He's got hundreds and hundreds, wow. if not thousands of them. He has caught so many of them. So, but that little bait attractant 
it wears out after a while. Yeah, but how do they die then? They they just starve in the bag. Oh, so once they go in, they can't find their yeah, way out? Yeah, they can't get out, yeah. It's like a narrow opening? Yeah. It's, like the wasp, the, the yeah, like the bee traps. Yeah, they go in a funnel-type thing, but they can't find their way out, yeah. So, but those, I got it. Mm. And then, so I went to buy a couple bags. I figured, well, I can put them 10, 15, 20 feet away, you know. Can you get those Everybody at the Dollar Tree? all out. Can you get those at the no. Dollar Tree store? No, no. You can get everything, man, at the Not Dollar those. Tree store. At, at the Dollar Store, I'll sell them for 10 bucks. I used my fish gloves <laughs> from the Dollar Tree store. You did? Yeah. yeah. For muskies, they okay. work great. They they would. Those were great gloves. But anyway, uh, so yeah, it uh, they cost about 10 bucks, but. The places I went to, they were all sold out. Everybody's buying them like crazy. But thank They're goodness. They're a real problem. Yeah, they are. But I don't have them on any of my vegetable plants. I see them all over no, the place no now, and I kind of know what they are. They're kind of yeah. like that bright color. They're, They're bronze. Kinda, bronze, yeah. yeah like a and bronze. and they kind of you think it's a bee at first or something. They're yeah. they're just annoying. But how did how long they been here? Oh, we've been had them had them for a number of years. Have, aren't they an invasive species? Yep, you betcha. Are they illegal? Probably Can not. I mount one? They probably no. want you to Do kill as bugs. Probably want you to kill as many as yeah. you can. But they say that you, sh- if you kill one on, like on your vegetable plants or flowers that they might be eating, if you kill one there, take it away from there. Don't leave it lay there because that will attract the dead ones. Will attract other ones. So, so if you I've, kill it. Take it away. I so, was like, oh, geez. So I, I can get a bunch of dead beetles and sneak over to your house and <laughs> put, a, put a bunch on your windowsill, yeah. on your porch, in <laughs> your mailbox. Yeah. Have you heard about that new tick that's out that's supposed to be really bad? Yeah, really I read, a, I read is about it. Is you it red? I think so. They said that uh, regular sprays and stuff won't kill it, but it makes people really ill. Yeah. You, you ever read where some of a lot of those invasive Beetles are, and bugs are all coming in on the East Coast through shipping containers. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. Well, I was going to ask right, how yeah. that how the Japanese beetle I, get here from Japan. I have no idea, but I'm sure it's on ships coming over with Box stuff. of Nikes. I'll tell you what, when you know, <laughs> when yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when I was a, a young man, I worked down at the port of Milwaukee. Down at the port of Milwaukee, I was a longshoreman for a while. And we would unload these ships, uh, okay. and they would have 50 to 100-pound bags of, you know, it could be beans or whatever, you know, a lot of weird stuff. And there was always bugs, some kind of weird bugs there that you didn't know what they were. You never thought about it, and they never bothered you or anything. But I saw them. You know, I don't know what they were. Maybe they were bugs, you know, our bugs, but it who knows? I have no idea. It didn't I, bug you too much. No, it didn't bug me. I, did, I didn't think it. about it. But well, but I can see them coming over here on yeah. ships and stuff, you know. We used to get, uh, when I worked for the tire company, we'd get containers, you know, shipping containers, the big yeah, semi-trucks right. would come in with containers of these tires, but they would bomb them. They would put something in there. Yeah. They do like a... Because, ins- they, you know, you, you smuggle a lot of different things in tires, you know. <laughs> yeah, I but, imagine, uh, yeah. They would bomb them for, for bugs and stuff like that. Wow. There was, a li- there was a story years ago, somebody, I think... It came, it was, they were in a store or something, and it was in a blanket. Somebody got bit by a coral snake or something. Some snake had come in with some clothing or shipment or something from over. I remember reading the yeah. story. Did you hear some, about the spiders in the bags the of grapes? In and the, the bags bananas. Of, oh, well, the, in bananas. The, the or brown recluse spider yeah. was in the bananas. In a banana. And bit bit somebody. Yeah. They'll tell you when you go to yeah. get your produce, yeah. be careful. And same thing in those bags of uh, grapes. Uh, what they do is, you know, they're always open. They always mm-hmm. have them open. 
because somebody one time, you know, they brought the bag of grapes home and there was some big ass spider. I don't know what kind it was come crawling out of the thing, you know, and it's like, whoa. That's why you should eat them there in the store. <laughs> oh, don't bring that stuff yeah. home. Just rinse them off just really don't good. Open, check, just check don't lick real. the ice cream and yeah. put it back. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't oh. the flavor I wanted. <laughs> don't laugh. They, they, on, uh, on some TV show I saw, they caught a young girl. That's why I said it. Yeah, yeah it was didn't all you tell over us? Yeah. some TV show. Yeah. It, was yeah. all, it was all over national news. Yeah. Yeah. And she was licking. What was she licking? She YouTubed herself. She opened the ice cream container yeah, and it. licked it and put it back yeah, in and yeah, thought yeah, it was yeah. funny. Yeah, that's like, what you ha, did tell ha, us. funny. Yeah. yeah. And uh, oh, they think they got charges. It's like federal food tampering Good. charges. That, should should yeah. have charges. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway. Yeah, it was up to 20 years in jail, actually. 20 really? years? Yeah, that's what it was. Wow. Well, remember years Finally, ago? Finally, Mr. They Plunker talks up. Hey, hey, he's up doing a great table. job. You're doing good, Dan. Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't think they'll give her 20 years, but they got to no. let them know how serious that yes. is because you can't yeah. be playing with people's food. No, no. Remember years ago, like uh, probably early 80s, they were people were putting stuff in Tylenol bottles and stuff. Oh, yeah. You remember oh, yeah. that? The oh, yeah. Thing. When there were deaths and yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah there yeah. was a lot of yeah. that That's why it takes on. me extra time to get to my... To get to my ibuprofen because I got to tear that stupid seal thing up. Because you can't get up. the bottles can't open. Can't get the bottle open. And then you can't get the cotton out. You need yeah. a tweezers to get the cotton out. <laughs> yeah. I got a headache. I want to take it and I want to take it now. I don't want to oh, have to struggle here. Oh, man. Yeah, we got a, we got a minute or two. Uh, we got a minute or two. Yeah, I just want to Oh, we do have phone calls. Oh, wow. Lines boy. are lighting up like okay, crazy. Okay, lines are lighting up. Because everybody waits so, till quarter to eight to wake up and listen yeah, to Saturdays us. Saturdays aren't good for Saturdays. everybody. <laughs> we, we well, will, like Tim, our yeah, caller said, yeah. Saturdays aren't good for me. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to take the phone calls right after <laughs> this break. Stay tuned, folks. We'll get at all your calls right after this. 799-1250. Get your Why questions ready. Why are you giving ready. more numbers out? We got enough callers holding already. Well, we got a, we got one more open. All right. So uh, Dan Johnson here from Dan Johnson Taxidermy. Telethon your, going here. Yeah, we're, 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 this is a great show today. Okay, we'll, we'll be right back, folks. No emails. Stay so. tuned for more. Welcome back to the Skipper yeah. Butts Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening today. Hope you're enjoying your weekend. Uh, we've got a couple callers, so Tom's really excited over here, wants to get to them right away, so let's get oh. to them. Well, they've been holding on a while. Who do we got first? All right, Carl from Butler, you're up first. All right, okay. hey, hey, Carl, Carl, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. It's always great to take an early morning ride on the crazy train. Hey, <laughs> thanks for joining us. You know, it's been a while since I've called. I can remember in the olden days when you guys could recite your sponsor three times with one breath. Yeah, <laughs> true. And now, and now listening to the commercials you guys do, you guys do, it's incredible where you've gone. Oh, yeah, uh, the it reason is. I'm, yeah, the reason I'm calling is Tom had talked about, like, in the little insects that are pests in your backyard yeah. and what i've done for the past bunch of years uh you can go and online buy praying mantis egg sacs and they ship them right away right to your door and in the early springtime you kind of spread them out in the garden in the backyard and then of course they hatch and what's really cool they're an insect that's an insectivore 
So their job is to gobble up all the little nuisance things. And what's really cool, because they're so well camouflaged, is, you know, later on, you know, what I'll do on a morning like today, you know, I'll be listening to you guys on the radio, and then I'll just kind of sit and kind of look around. And every once in a while, you'll find one. And it's kind of cool just to watch them do their thing. Do they so, bite humans? Um, um, no. No, no, they do not. Tom's kind of freaked out over here. Yeah, I don't know if I want him praying he's, he's mantises He's envisioning around. something like on the alien ship yeah. or something. <laughs> what, if one's, what if one mutates and grows eight feet tall? Bites yeah. your head off. Oh, my well, goodness, Carl. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you know, if, if you were like, uh, you know, like an Asian beetle size and you ran one across of these, these guys, I mean, uh, that would be like a nightmare. It'd be like, oh, this, sounds, this sounds like a good pay-per-view. You could yeah, watch Mantis yeah. versus Beetle. Yeah, it'd How be like a, Alien versus Predator. You know, now that you mention it, Carl, I have seen, at some point in my life, you sparked a memory, I have seen a praying Mantis bug. I'm pretty sure I have. I've heard this before. Stick walkers too. Yeah. Yeah. And, th- and then they're, they're pretty wicked, huh? You, you watch them do their yeah. work and they nail the other bugs? Yes. The MMA. And you guys came up with yeah, it is. It's like, like the aliens and, and stuff. I'm writing this down because you guys always have so many, uh, you know, incredible ideas. And listening to your show just enhances my life. In we so never, many ways. we never follow through on any yeah. of these ideas. I know but that's true. We could have a MMA type thing, and as the uh, the undercard, we could have horsefly versus. Uh, dragonfly, right? <laughs> you ever see a dragonfly take a horsefly yeah. out of the air? It's incredible. Oh, wow. You know, they hey. got these guns now for shooting salted flies. Oh, yeah? And we run some uh, Chinese-Asian yeah. beetle hunting trips. That would be good. Can be the yeah. I could be an. I got my guide yeah. license. Hey, I could th- be an outfitter. Thanks for calling, Carl. You're always interesting. Thanks, buddy. Always, always welcome to call. Always. Uh, I was going to say that if anybody's got problems with their uh, uh, what do you pole beans that something's eating the leaves or cutting off the stems? It's rabbits. I actually saw one do it. They were doing it to mine. Well, now I got a big a big uh, chicken wire fence around it, so they can't do it. Wonder if a praying anymore. mantis can take down a rabbit. I think I we got know. another call. Yeah, we sure do. Who do you got? All right, Jeff in Houstonburg. You're on the fan. What's up, Jeff? Hey, good morning, Jeff. Yeah, um, you were talking about them spiders. Yeah, and um, I know a guy that works at Menards the uh, uh, trust. Where they build truss. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one came in on the wood, a great big spider, and he stepped on it. Well, it had all the babies or whatever on it, and uh, he killed that one, but one of the little itty bitty babies bit him. Really? Almost lost his leg. Really? Yeah. So he bit, he stepped on the, the one, mama. and one sneaked up on his leg anyway somehow? Yeah. Well, when, when he stepped on them, you know, they all, all the little ones went flying. Yeah. And one of the little ones uh, bit them. And wow. barely see it. I wonder what kind of spider that was. It was one of them recluse. Uh, oh, brown recluse, recluse ones. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Those are wicked, and they are in Wisconsin, too. Yeah. I well, know I don't that. know if, for sure if, if this one came up from the south, though, you know, with the wood. Yeah, I, I think they're mainly a southern thing. I don't know if there's any no, in there's Wisconsin. No, there's in Wisconsin. Are there some? Yeah. Right? Yes, the brown recluse. There might be a few. you got to be careful, yeah. like, when you're digging around in wood piles and stuff yeah. like that or... I always get worried wow. when I go into an old outhouse somewhere in the woods but that I'm going to sit down and so, I'm going to get bit yeah. in the arse by a brown recluse. You're going to die. So, so, is your, <laughs> so is your friend okay? 
Yeah, I think he's okay now. I'd have to yeah. amputate my left on. buttock. Wow. Well, thanks, uh, thanks for letting us know and giving us nightmares. <laughs> we'll see you. Bye. Oh, man. Hey, we got some good bug horror stories going yeah, here now. I'll say. It all oh. started with your Japanese beetle story. All those damn yep. Japanese beetles. <laughs> Jeez. I guess you couldn't call them Oriental beetles because that's incorrect. You got to say Asian now and politically Asian, correct. Yeah, whatever Asian beetle. Yeah, whatever. Can't say Oriental for some reason. Yeah, and you know it's funny. In my backyard, there's this uh, on one side that separates my neighbor's yard from my yard. There's uh, there's these like seven, eight foot tall bushes, right? But and then there's a bird bath in between the two. There's one kind of bushes on the left, another kind on the right. The Asian beetles are on the one on the right. They don't like the one on the left. So here, go, go figure. So here's what I'd like. They're picky little suckers. Carl, if you're <laughs> listening, what I would like you to do is next spring, I would like you to order a shipment of those praying mantises to Tom Newbauer. No, no, no. Send them to Tom, yeah. and no. he'll get a nice box. No. Hopefully, they're they they probably have some like a drawing of a praying mantis on well, on on the outer package. So you know, yeah. there's. Probably. Praying I mantises. could name them. I could name them. Be like pets. I mean, if you know? you're shipping creatures that live <laughs> creatures, you'd think that you got to have some kind of warning there. You would think so. What if your wife opens it up and all these praying mantises like, come like bounding out? There was never any warning when you bought sea monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> what were, you know, the, what were those, those sea monkeys again? They were mosquito larvae. Is that what they yeah. were? Have you ever seen mosquito larvae in a like a little? Thing of water, or yeah. a bird bath. Yeah, they, but I remember seeing like those, those. I remember seeing ads in these cheesy magazines yeah, yeah. for sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. They had picture. They had a house and everything. The whole family. <laughs> <laughs> that was mosquito. I had, I had someone. I let the water evaporate. Were you dumb oh, enough man. to order sea monkeys as a I kid? I don't know where I got them. I was like in fourth grade. Just right? admit it. Come okay, on. you <laughs> wanted some sea I monkeys. Thought, We've all done some dumb things. I want to get the sea monkeys. We've all some dumb things. I've done stupider things drinking. Yeah. Especially, did you ever order <laughs> that, we know. Did you ever order a pair of x-ray glasses? <laughs> oh, the ones that you'd see <laughs> no. through a girl's clothes? You'd see through a girl's clothes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I used On to dream about that. On the back of a comic that. book, x-ray glasses. Yeah, right. <laughs> did you ever order them? Yeah. What did they What's do? It? Nothing. They were just like glasses? They were like, they had this, uh, look like that little round thing that goes in circles in the front. And they had a just a little tiny hole in the front. And you didn't see anything. Yeah, you you t- empty, drink two beers and hold the bottles up to your eyes. <laughs> yeah, that was that's about the same it, yeah, thing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I was a <laughs> kid. I thought, oh, ah, that's cool. Oh, man. The stuff that they would sell on the back of comic books, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Well, speaking of back of magazines. Anyway. Uh, it, it, I used in the back of uh, Outdoor Life magazines years ago, Dan. They used to always have the Northwestern School of Taxidermy, mm-hmm. and I actually ordered that for only twelve dollars. And I've known people that did follow. It, they had some good lessons in that. Sure. Did you ever do that no. back? No. Okay. No. Gotcha. Did you go to school for taxidermy? No, I took some stuff. I I caught some perch up north, and I took them uh, to a taxidermist out in North Prairie at the time. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, oh, this is really cool. And, and I, I always did artwork, you know, in school right, and stuff. Right. And I uh, thought this would really be interesting and stuff. And he's like, well, you, you seem really interested. If you ever want to come out and help, come on come on out. And I kind of blew it off. And then the next year, I said, I'm going to go out and check it out. So I went and helped the guy. And I guess that's how I got really? kind of started. You just yeah. kind of learned how to do and it. And then I kind of went on my own and just started doing more and more friend stuff and what you do mention in today's world, which is different, is the online thing, 
where you can mm-hmm. pretty much figure out how to Google anything yeah. and get information nowadays, where you didn't have that years ago. Yeah. I had I to tell you an interesting story real quick here. I had a, I had a lady that came in, and uh, she's from Madison area, and she raises not llamas, but they're called guanacos. Okay. They're like a llama. They're, they're like... from South America or something. Yeah. And they died on her, and she wants these things mounted. Aren't those kind of big? Yeah. Like a horse? <laughs> well, she wants just a shoulder mount. Oh, okay, I see. Right? A shoulder okay, mount. Okay, okay. So full llama. She says, uh, I said, well, who skinned these out for you? And she says, I did. And I'm like, I looked at her like, really? She goes, yeah, I went online. And she says, yeah, I did the, the mouth and everything. And, you know, you can learn to do anything online. She did it herself. You know? She did it herself. I was like, wow. And she did a good job of it, too? I haven't thought them out yet. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guess we'll <laughs> find out. We'll I've find done llamas. Out. Uh, yeah, alpacas. Alpacas. Yeah. Alpacas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, llamas and alpacas—they look a lot Kinda, alike. Yeah, I couldn't tell a difference. Don't they spit at one. you? One I of think, them uh, does. One of them yeah, spits in so. your face. I think if yeah, they don't like you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, remember Nancy Frank on Outdoor Wisconsin mm-hmm. from years ago? Nancy, uh, she uh, grows llamas or raises llamas. Yeah, she raises llamas. Mm-hmm. She's got a place up by Eau Claire. Yeah, and well, the last I heard, they do it you know, for the fur. For the, oh, it's yeah. for the fur. Okay, yeah. that was my next question. Okay, so they, it's valuable. So stuff. it's like a sheep. They kind of yeah, they shear it, shear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They get a lot of maybe that's pretty what hairy. I maybe I ought to get rid of my chinchilla ranch yeah. and get yeah. a llama farm. No, yeah, chinchillas make you a lot more money. Well, you know, there's big money in chinchillas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas yeah. chinchilla, as Gomer Pyle used to say. <laughs> You know, this was an interesting. You used to say chinchiller. This was an interesting show. We didn't talk anything about fishing or hunting today. Basically, we just, we we talked a lot of taxidermy, a lot of stories. I mean, it was, what do you mean? Was, we were talking uh, fishing. Yeah, we talked. We talked fishing. about walleyes. Green oh yeah. Bay. Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. We talked okay, about we did perch. a little bit. Oh, here's one I wanted to ask you, Dan. Last one, last question. Now, when people go into a shop or whatever, you know, they they see the muskies, northerns, walleyes, perch, bass. You know, all the all the basic all the fish. species. But what you don't see, and when I had my shop, I had that big gar up there mm-hmm. and a bowfin, which is a dogfish. Those two mounts, people would look and go, what the heck is that? Yeah. And I, oh, those are on our lakes. No, that ain't in our lakes. Oh, yeah, yeah they are. You know, if you get a, a weird mount, you got a different kind of fish, and you put that on your wall, you'll mm-hmm. get more comments from people you know, the odd stuff. Yeah, the odd, something that they don't mm-hmm. see all the time, like a gar or a dogfish. And I'm sure there's a few other weird ones that we have around here, but especially those two. You don't. Mm-hmm. So have gr- you ever mount, mounted any of those? Uh, just the, the alligator gar. I yeah. got like a six and a half footer in yeah. my shop, and I took it to a show. I got more attention than yeah. anything. Well, know? if I if I ever if I ever catch another dogfish, I'm going to keep that and bring it over to you. I, I dated yeah. a girl had a, a full mount <laughs> owl above her bed. Oh, I thought you were going to kind say of freak she looked me like out. a dogfish. <laughs> She had an illegal owl <laughs> above her bed. Well, Dan Johnson, taxidermy. We want to thank you for coming in, today. coming in. This was a great time. Look him up on Saturdays Dan Johnson. Good for me. Yeah, Dan Johnson, right. taxidermy. Look him up. Google him. Send him some praying mantises for yeah. Christmas. <laughs> and that's about all I got, Danny. That's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Get out there, do some fishing, my friends. Talk to you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.